Welcome to Sound Advice with Phyllis Nichols. This podcast is for women and the men who love them who are determined to make a difference in the world. You'll hear from other women who followed their own path to success, who are willing to share what they've learned along the way. Be ready to laugh, learn, and be inspired. Who knows, your story could be next. Your host, Phyllis Nichols, will make sure you see the possibilities in your own life, and even better, give you proven strategies to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Hi, and welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast with Phyllis Nichols. I have a guest with me today who is great, and you're going to love her. Her name is Lisa Fain. Uh, Lisa is a lawyer by training and a coach by passion and a mom and a wife by good fortune. She's the founder and CEO of Vista Coaching, a company that helps smart women make wise choices to live their best lives. Uh, Vista Coaching, Lisa helps women identify their strengths and passions and the shape a path to their chosen destination. So welcome, Lisa. Thank you for being with us. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Sure. So it sounds like that helping people with their passions is a, is a passion of yours. Can you tell me what is a piece of sound advice that has just served you really well in your life? Yeah, I'd love to share this because, you know, it's something that I come back to over and over again. And actually, it's advice that I got um, at the rehearsal dinner for my wedding. And it's great marriage advice. It's great personal advice. And it's great business advice. And the advice is this. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And I just love that, right? Because you can think of so many applications for it, you know. Um, it's all about focus and purpose and mm-hmm. what is it you're trying to accomplish. And it helps cut through the drama and some of the baloney sometimes to say, like, what is it that's really, really important here? Oh, that's terrific. I agree that a lot of sound advice is does kind of boil things down to their simplest form, right? And this is a really good example of that. Now, you mentioned that somebody gave this to your wedding rehearsal. Was it a family member or a good friend? I mean, it was my husband's sister. Okay. And she stood up with much ado, you know, know, my turn to give a toast. Um, Okay. And she said, and she just kind of announced it. And at the time, I think everybody laughed. And myself included. And over time, it just really sunk in. And I, first of all, it makes me smile because it makes me think of her. She's a really special person. But, right. um, you know, also just that um, it, it does, you know, the times when you get really distracted about the little stuff, um, I always think about, is this the main thing? Is this the main thing? Does it matter? And it helps so much with just kind of reframing, taking a step back, and remembering what's important. Yeah, that's terrific. I like that you use that term reframing as well, because you're you're right. We can, things happen through in a daily part of just life, right, that um, can be irritating or kind of prevent us from doing, you know, maybe following through on a plan or we had something we wanted to do and something gets interrupted, whatever, you know, things happen. Yeah. You know, it can get, it can be easy to sort of let that derail you or kind of get you off on a tangent or, or just maybe kind of um, affect your attitude or your mood for the day. And again, you're right. Maybe it's, it's something simple. Do you have any kind of tips or to, for someone listening Anything that you use to kind of help you reframe when you're in one of those situations and you're like, okay, this is obviously not working for me. What do you like to go to? What do you like to do? You know, the first thing is just to stop. 
and either depending mm-hmm. on the context, right, either take a breath or go get a glass of water. Um, and, you know, particularly the, I think the trigger for me when I know I need to do this is when like, you know, the breathing gets really fast and rapid or I get, I feel myself getting really, really emotional. I think emotions tell you a ton. So I kind of check in with my emotions and then it's just like, what am I trying to accomplish here? You know, sometimes that's easier in a business context than it is in a personal context because you get so wrapped up in that. But it's really, really yeah. important. It works so well, you know, in, you know, arguments with your spouse or um, craziness with my kids. You know, I'll give you an example of where I used it most recently. Um, I have two daughters and they are not particularly fond of picking clothes off the floor in their room, right? Yeah. Like most right. kids. And I, there, it was actually just this morning. I, you know, knocked on my daughter's door about four times. Like, you got to clean up your room. You got to clean up your, your room. You got to clean up your room. And I started to get particular, you know, particularly angrier each time I made that reminder. And then I just stepped back like, what am I trying to accomplish here? I wanted to live in a place, in a room where like, it's relatively neat. Is what I'm doing really keeping that main thing, the main thing, or am I just getting her worked up? And I kind of stepped back. And the second that I stepped back, and I gave her the space to do it sometime between the time I reminded her and the time she went to bed tonight. It just de-escalated everything. And guess what happened? She cleaned up her room. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's the simple stuff, the really mundane, and it works in the most complex stuff. I mean, I can think of a business meetings where I have, you know, tried to really emphatically make my point and I've gotten all worked up in myself. And the second mm-hmm. that I stepped back and I tra- realized what is the essence of what I'm trying to communicate, so much more effective. Oh, that's terrific. I, I love both of those examples. Yeah, I love both those examples. And one of the, I want to touch on one of the things that you mentioned that I think a lot of times gets, we at least I know I do, I sort of override, which is paying attention to your emotions and even sort of physiological things. You mentioned like, you know, maybe noticing that you were, you know, breathing a little faster, noticing tension in your body, just paying attention. I think a lot of times I know I tend to just sort of override that and not give myself just that pause to pay attention and be like, wait, 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 this is causing me some anxiety. Let's just stop for one second and kind of figure out, like, what's making me anxious and is that really worth it? Like, what are we really trying to do here? Right. right. So paying attention is kind of important and giving yourself a little permission to to stop and to to just pay attention a little bit. Yeah, I think it's an element of mindfulness, right? Just to, you know, are you in the moment or are you so caught up in your head and the how that you forget mm-hmm. about why and what you're doing? It's, you're exactly right, Phyllis. Right. Well, that's very helpful. Now, I know when you you work with women and helping them, you know, you talk about making wise choices. Um, it, I, I would guess that this is a tool that's also helpful with that process as well. Yeah, no question. And, you know, it's really tied up in doing the work ahead of time, right? So you can't keep the main thing the main thing unless you know what the main thing is. Right? I know it sounds kind of funny when you say it that no, way. No, but, but that's a good point. If you're not sure if there's uncertainty, then that could be challenging. Yeah. And you know what? Sometimes it's not so obvious. Like I think particularly with women, we get so caught up in everybody else's main thing that we never take the time to realize what our main thing is. And that's tied in with your values and your purpose and your strengths uh, and your passions. Um, 
uh, I should say your values, your strengths, and your passions, it all kind of leads you to your purpose, right? And once right. you know that purpose, you can keep it front of, front of mind. Um, and that's what I work with women on doing is really helping to identify that. Okay, so if there's someone here who's listening to this conversation on the podcast and they're sort of in that place where they're like, great, this sounds really great, <laughs> but I'm in that headspace where I'm like, uh, everything's sort of swimming and, and I feel like, you know, I, I can't just kind of, kind of identify that. What kind of suggestions would you have for them or, or maybe what's one key thing they might be able to do to get them at least started on the right path? Yeah, I, that's a great question. And um, I think that there's a couple different ways to tackle it, right? If your purpose is sort of that intersection of your values um, and your strengths and your passion, the place to get started is to start to discover what those things are. So, you know, one thing to sit down and think about is to really get clear on what's important to you. What is it that you value in life? What is it that you value in yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And all and it's a way of really identifying getting to your mission. And what is it that you're good at? And one way to get at what you're good at is what do you get lost in doing? You know, what is it yeah. that you're passionate about? What is it you could spend so much time doing that you lose track of time? Right. Right? And I'm not talking about checking Facebook, right? I'm talking about <laughs> something deeper, yeah. right? If you're looking for information right. or reading something, What's the topic that really kind of lights your fire and why is that important to you? Yeah, no, that's really great because I think you, um, a lot of times when, certainly, and you know, really identifying what's important, probably most people given some time, just some quiet time to really give that some thought can probably do that, I would think, fairly quickly. But when you're talking about what you're really good at and what really, like you said, sort of lights your fire, Again, a lot of times I think we overlook some of that, right? Like we're really good at lots of or some things. We we don't obviously sometimes we don't give ourselves credit for that, right? There were we sort of we don't, we think that's not going to be enough. Yeah, I think that's. Exactly Do you see that in your practice? No question. When you're working with people, no question. It's hard for people to identify their strengths. One tool is a really concrete tool, which is the Strengths Finder assessment. It's fantastic. It's called Strengths Finder 2.0. You can just Google it. Um, it's through the Gallup organization. And if somebody is an assessment kind of person, it's really a great tool. They'll give you your top five strengths. Um, and it's really based on the philosophy that, you know, we try so hard to overcome our weaknesses, but that's really a waste of time, right? The, the way we want to be spending our time is leveraging our strengths. And so we have to know what those strengths are. So what I love about the Strengths Finder assessment is that it will tell you what your top five strengths are. It will give you some um, clues as to how to leverage it and it'll also give you some clues as to who you can be working with and by working with even if you're not this isn't a professional thing but more even a personal thing who you can be seeking out to help complement your strengths and it's awesome because it really will help women anybody women and men identify um, what they're good at so they can get to that purpose now I, I'll and for those listening, I'll make sure and put the link to the Strengths Finders to the show notes as well. But yeah, that, I think you're right. I loved that comment, and I w- I want you to repeat that really quickly because you said something about rather than focusing or trying to improve our weaknesses, we want to leverage our strengths. Yeah, that's right. What are we good okay. at? Because you know if every and and the way that that manifests itself even if you if you have the same five strengths as the next person the way they manifest themselves is unique in everybody but if you're really focusing on what you're good at that's where you can achieve excellence and make your unique impact 
on the world. Right? We're all going to have weaknesses. We're always going to have weaknesses. As women, particularly, we end up beating ourselves up because of our weaknesses. And that's just not productive. Right. You know, once we learn what our strengths are and we can really celebrate those and put them to the best use, we can find what our special, you know, it sounds kind of corny to say it this way, but it's true, what our special gift is to the world that we can really, you know, leverage and contribute what we're meant to contribute. Yeah, that's very powerful, too, um, to just to realize. I, I, I agree. I mean, I think we all have our purpose and our offering, our place. And I think sometimes when we're denying that, you know, I talk, I told a client the other day, she was reluctant to do something. And I said, when you're denying yourself that you're really denying other people the benefit of what you have to offer as well. You know, you have certain strengths and skills and abilities that would be very helpful to other people. And if you're afraid to let people know about that, then, you know, you're you're not doing you know you're not happy with that and it's not a good place for her to be but but it's also just kind of unfortunate because other people would find value and would find it really helpful as well exactly yeah so tell me when because some people may have not worked with a coach or something is someone that does kind of this with you so when you're working with people I would imagine that it's a bit of a journey now we we hear all the time that you know the the, the journey's part of the process can you talk a little bit about that yeah, I mean, so there's really a discovery process for all of us um, in terms of finding who we are, figuring out who we are, taking a leap and failing. Um, you know, I'm sure you've heard that failure is kind of part of the journey and that failure can be viewed as success as well. And that's really true. So the journey is, um, you know, once you do the self-awareness and the self-discovery work, which is really a lengthy process and requires us to find the time to get quiet with ourselves, which is no easy task, but so worth the investment of time, then it's putting yourself out there and taking risks. And the beauty of working with a coach is that you can take calculated risks and you can take safer risks and you can find an outlet to really learn from your successes and um, your failures so that you can leverage them to get you to where you want to go. So what I do is, you know, I kind of, I like to use the analogy of a hike, right? And I'm mm-hmm. kind of the hiking partner where, you know, like, you know, you might like think of a, a, a bunch of different kinds of partners, right? So there's like a therapist who would tell the person like why they want to help the person discover why they want to go on a hike, right? There's kind of a consultant who would say like, this is the best route to take and here's the gear Mm -hmm. that you need. Go take the hike by yourself. But what a coach does is really take the hike with you and, you know, helps you identify where the barriers are, helps you think through, all right, this is where the climb is going to be the steepest. How are we going to get through that? How are we going to prepare ourselves? Right. How are we going to reward ourselves at the end? So we're motivated to keep on climbing. Right. Where can we expect derailment so that when it comes, we can learn from it and anticipate it? Yeah. So I can see there would be tremendous growth in just going through that process. Obviously, again, we're using that term leverage, but we're talking about really using that to see a a real impact and not just a change in ourselves, but a change in how we're going to be in the world. Does that seem fair or right? Exactly right. That's very well said. Yeah. And that's really powerful, actually. I mean, that's a, it's kind of a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) The key to success is building a, a um, team, right? Building a team that supports you. And that's really what it's all about. 
So I'm curious, and I love I love this kind of work, and I, I love the things that you're sharing with us. But I'm curious, would you mind sharing with us how did you get from being a lawyer to doing this kind of what I would consider a little more heart centered work? Yeah, you know, everybody's journey is unique, and mine is no different in that way, right? So there's an irony in that statement alone. I did employment law. I did management side employment law. And okay. uh, what I loved about management side employment law was not the litigation, um, but was the counseling, where I could help advise employers how to proactively make a really great workplace, right? Um, how to make great decisions that created fairness and were rights for the employee and in line with the law and good for business. And I moved from that space into the diversity realm. So okay. in that space, there was some coaching involved in my clients as well. And I, because of really a belief that all conflict came from kind of not understanding communication and difference among others, and that difference was a really cool thing, right? It's really cool to see how people are different, and it's really constructive, and it's really good. That moved right. into working in the field of diversity and inclusion. And in the field of diversity and inclusion, there's a ton of coaching because people are trying to um, value difference and they're trying to learn about areas they might not know about and they're trying to do the right thing but to do it in a safe way and it's so great to have the professional who they can say here here's what I'm thinking about doing what do you think or somebody who can come and say knock it off you know here's how what you're doing is landing and right. um, so in the course of my diversity and inclusion work I really became much more of a coach not in a formal way but um, I realized that developing my coaching skills would help me in my corporate job and I went to school to be a coach and the more I did it the more I loved it and the more I realized uh, that um, this what I'm using air quotes here the soft skills right yeah uh, I hate that term but that's what's used of right um, uh, understanding people and learning about motivation and discovering what people are strong at and helping them use that or what, you know, really lit me up. And the more I did that in my work, the more I jumped out of bed in the morning and said, let's go. So I started to see an impact and um, I decided to do this, um, you know, really much more intentionally as a life coach and build. Um, I do a, a lot of group coaching as well, which builds community in addition to helping people achieve their goals. And it's, it's really fun work. And really gratifying. And as I look back, I really see that all the pieces were woven together, though at the time it felt like a huge leap to go from being a lawyer in a corporate law firm to doing this right. coaching. Right. Well, and just in the way that you talk about it, um, it's very obvious that it uh, lights you up and it's something that you, you feel strongly about. I also love how you know, you're, you're uniquely, um, in this really cool, unique space when you're talking, again, when you're talking to corporate leaders or you're coaching somebody who's maybe a business owner or in a position to hire, you know, still helping them be that leader that they want to be and how they want to do that. I mean, you've got just a lot of really additional unique things, you know, and helping them be a better communicator, helping them be more inclusive and all of those things. I can see where there would just be a huge benefit. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's, it is helping people become the best leader that's, that they can be for themselves in the way that they can be for themselves, right? And so it's not yeah. trying to fit people into a box and a mold. Um, and that's how kind of my background and my passion come together is, you know, what is the way that you want to lead, right? Or what is the 
best version of yourself um, as opposed yep. to kind of society's definition of success or corporate America's definition of what a traditional leader is. It's not working right. to have people in a mold. And um, it's so effective when you see somebody who is authentic and real and knows themselves so that they can help lead others. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And and you're going to see that kind of that person, too, I'm sure is going to have just better personal results, both in their relationships and in, you know, in their endeavors, whatever they're going to be. Right. They're just that person's just going to be better at doing those things. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Which is is where we're all going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And the key is showing up and showing up as yourself. And that can be really challenging to figure out how to do. But it's so powerful. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, I, I, I love this. I could talk about this topic all day. <laughs> um, but, and before we wrap up though, I want to just ask if, again, for our listeners, if someone's listening and they're like, first of all, we're going to let them know how to reach you, um, on the show notes. We're going to give, um, uh, all of your contact information, but you can find Lisa at vistacoaching.com. So that's one good place to start. And again, some additional information will be on the show notes on the website. But Lisa, before we go, if there's somebody listening who's just sort of in that place and they're like, this all sounds really great, how would they get started? What might be that first tiny step that you'd encourage them to take today? So um, uh, in terms of on your own, get quiet and think about what you really want to accomplish. I am happy to have a half-hour consultation with anyone, complimentary, if they want to reach out to me at lisa at vistacoaching.com. I offer group coaching to create a community, um, small groups for women um, with several sessions starting at the end of the month that I would uh, be happy to talk with you and see if it's a good fit. Um, and uh, just reach out to me. I'd love to hear about your journey and um, help you do some self-discovery. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being here and being part of the Sound Advice podcast. I, I look forward to it and I look forward to continuing uh, uh, getting information from you regarding uh, your success and your coaching. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you, Phyllis. Till next time, have fun, be you, and share your sound advice with the world. For more info and show notes or to connect with Phyllis, go to soundadvicesales.com or on Facebook at Sound Advice Sales.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.